Welcome to Metaphysical Soul Speak, the podcast. I'm your host, Elena Fox. Hey guys, I hope you're doing really well in this moment in time and that whenever and wherever you happen to be in this fun, fantastic world, (laughs) to all of you who are either philanderers or philanthropists or none of the above and everything in between, I hope that you are able to understand that the spiritual journey is all about the ebb and flow. There are ebbs, there are flows, there are highs, there are lows, there are peaks and valleys and a whole bunch of other cliches. I could say (laughs) there's been a lot of songs and poetry written about these, um, this idea, basically, I used to tell my, my kids that life is a push me, pull you, you know, it'll push you one way or pull you another way. It'll actually give you good things and also bring you bad things. Life is crazy like that. I mean, we need to have the, the polarity, the good and the bad. And sometimes we have the flow and then the lack of flow and the spiritual journey is no different. Um, I was thinking about this today because I, I think about spiritual stuff all the time. It's my, I don't know if you want to call it my lifestyle. (laughs) I don't know if it's a lifestyle. It's not really a philosophy. It's not like I set out to be the person who is the spiritual one in the group. I didn't set out. I didn't start out that way. Not even a little bit. My initial thing I wanted to do when I was 18 was I wanted to learn a bunch of languages and be a diplomat for the United Nations. So that was pretty much the only thing I wanted to do for a couple of years. That was the only kind of job I wanted. (laughs) I thought that was really interesting to, um, be in foreign relations. So, (laughs) I mean, if you would have told me then that when I'm 53, I'm going to be having one of the most popular metaphysical podcasts on the internet and in the world today, I never would have believed you. I mean, it's been kind of crazy for me to think that this is where I ended up when this is not even remotely (laughs) where I started. Although I've been a writer my whole life and I've had, um, interest in spiritual stuff. I've always loved God, for example, you know, and I've always been interested in channeling and all that kind of stuff and the weird supernatural thing. But I didn't have, um, every day of my life the way that I am now. And I had, in fact, whole years where I didn't think about spiritual stuff at all. In fact, I think I went maybe two and a half years as an atheist in my life. Like I just didn't even, I was like, well, you know, I don't know, maybe God's real, maybe not. And then I became agnostic for a while, you know, and then I got back to it eventually. But in the day to day, when you start a spiritual journey, you have awakenings and at first you're thirsty as hell. You know, you're just like drinking up all the information you can, you know, you're, 
you're uh, reading books like brain food and you, and you read and you read and you read until your brain is full and it can't take anymore. And it almost gets you to a point where you feel a little bit, um, sick, you know, like, like you, you have so much information that you can't function anymore, you know? And then on top of that, we're having the Ascension flu. We're in the middle of the Ascension right now. So any of you who are brand new to the spiritual journey and you're like, my bank account can't take it. I've purchased like, you know, 20 books this month. I mean, it gets ridiculous. If you are at least like me, when I was first waking up, it's like, Oh, I had to buy this movie. I had to read that book. I had to go to that group. I had to talk to those friends. I had to go get that psychic reading. I had to go buy that crystal <laughs> and that crystal incidentally had six friends. So, you know, they all had to come home with me. <laughs> I think that crystal really likes me. I think that one really needs to be with me. You know, I mean, have, if you've ever spent an hour <laughs> in a new age store um, holding crystals in your hand to test the energy to see if you feel anything, you know where I'm coming from. <laughs> I mean, my kids were always like, God, mom, you're going to buy another rock. Like what the hell you have a lot of rocks. Your bag, your backpack is so freaking heavy. It's like 20 pounds. It's full of rocks. <laughs> like they're minerals. They're crystals. They're not rocks. You know, they're not just random rocks. I found on the ground, not just brown and gray rocks. They're crystals. They're beautiful. Now, why do you need so many of them? I'm like, well, they all do something different. You know, the black tourmaline clears the space, you know, <laughs> the selenite, it, it, it never needs to be rinsed off or, or, or you know, it, it's self cleaning. You could use selenite for your whole body, cleanse your aura. I sleep with selenite on my third eye. Sometimes when my mind feels so full of this information that I'm overwhelmed, I, I put selenite, like I have a really big honking piece of it too. And I just put it right on my third eye and fall asleep like that. But I'll put it on my throat. If I'm feeling a little bit tongue tied or, you know, tongue twisted, I can't, um, you know, communicate very well. I'll, I'll just put that on my, I'll hold it. Like I'll put it in my hand and hold my hand on my, on my throat all night. And when I'm feeling a little anxious because I'm lonely in love or whatever, I'm lonely in life in general. I've got, I just live with my cat. I, you know, we've been through this pandemic for almost two whole damn years. You know, I'm, I'm kind of afraid to just go out and socialize a lot. I just, I don't want to be around people so much. Um, especially after the whole first year of it, I'm like, Oh God, you know, I'm, I'm like an hour and a half or maybe two hours away from the place where they had thousands of people that died. It was so much that the uh, undertaker quit. They had to dig a mass grave and throw all the bodies, you know, in there. It was really terrible. And, um, I mean, I still have those images, you know, it's like, I'm traumatized by that shit, you know, and I don't want to, uh, go out and meet a bunch of people, you know, <laughs> cause a lot of gringos I'm on a list here where I live and you know, people write one email and then everybody answers, you know, the email, it's kind of like a group Yahoo groups type of thing. And they, um, they're always like talking about the, the vaccination. How do you get the vaccination? Which one's available? How do you get it? Or where is it? Or I don't know. I went at one o'clock and they were closed. I don't know. Like people, it's like so confusing and it's not even that available, you know? So we're kind of flying blind. Some of us here, I don't know what the hell's going on with that. 
Yeah, I went to the minister. Uh, I went to the Ministry of Health and talked to the in the main office in the capital of Ecuador. I went to the Ministry of Health and I said, "Where do I go to get a shot? I need a list of addresses so I could see where I can go get a vaccination." And they said, well, you could just do it where you live. And I'm like, what is the address of the place I go to? And they're like, we don't know. We don't have that information. You're the ministry of health. Like if anyone in the whole country knows it's you, it's insane. <laughs> you know, if I ask a taxi driver, they know where that's weird. A taxi driver knows the ministry of health does not. It's really, really odd. And I said, well, where I live, they're only offering AstraZeneca and that's been taken off the market in Europe because people are um, dying of blood clots. It's making people have blood clots that had no prior problem. I don't want to die of a brain aneurysm and it's only 62 or 63% effective anyway. So what the hell, you know, it's not going to do me any good. I'm sorry. I, I don't need to put myself in harm's way. I really don't. I need to know where I can go where it's going to be, uh, much safer, you know? Um, and they didn't even know it was like crazy. Anyway, I don't know why I got off on that tangent, but, um, (laughs) but there's all these things. Um, I mean, you know, because you know, the pandemic, okay, right. I get it now. I'm I'm like, where was that threat? Oh yeah. Cause pandemic and I've been living lonely. I'm like with my cat or whatever. But, um, I mean, before I would go out, you know, like once every, few days or once a week I'd go out and hang out with um gringos and then I would I would hang out and chit I would chit chat with the locals you know just walk around the neighborhood and meet up with the same people every now and again I just sit and talk and it was actually pretty pleasant you know before the pandemic started you know and I'd meet people sometimes I'd meet people online that add me on Instagram and go wait a minute you're in Ecuador I'm like, yeah, I am. And they go, wow, well, that's cool. I'd like to meet you. I want to talk about your culture. Let's have an exchange, you know? So, I mean, I had a lot of that. And when I lived in Cuenca, a lot more. I mean, here people don't really care. People don't seem, like, interested at all. Like, they, you know, they ask the same three questions. Um, you're not from here. What country are you from? I bet you're, you know, I bet you're American. And then they'll say, um, so do you like Ecuador, <laughs> you know, and that's about it, you know, and, and how long have you lived here? Those are the questions I get, um, from, and like, if I go out and meet five people, I get those exact questions almost as if they have a worksheet that they keep in their inner pocket, you know, let's rip it out and look, look at all the questions, you know, let's go in order. You know, it's like the exact questions. I have a friend who is from India and he's living Uh, like four hours from where I live now. And he said that the questions he gets is where are you from? What do you do for a living? How tall are you? And how big is your shoe size? And I'm like, I don't know if that's, those are the, that's the list of questions you ask men. I don't know if that's the difference. Um, but he's like really tall. He's like six foot two. So they're like, damn, like, how are you? Why are you so tall? You know, (laughs) where do you come from? You know, we're used to Nordic people that are like just passing through on vacation, but you live here and you're really tall and we don't know where you're from. I mean, it's like, you know, like it's, it's like a real head scratcher there. It's like, yeah, tall people are all over the world. I've seen tall Ecuadorians, but I don't get it. But where he lives, everyone's short, I guess. And so they're all 
I mean, they ask the exact same questions. And he says, it's insane. You can meet the same person a few weeks later and they will ask you those exact questions again. And I'm like, yeah, I've had that too. People ask me the same exact question. Oh, so you like Ecuador. And then if, if the questioning continues, I always say, so, um, do you speak Spanish? And it's like, we've had this whole conversation so far in Spanish. So what do you think? Did you understand me for the past 10 minutes? Yeah, yeah, I did. You have really good Spanish. I'm like, well, yeah, then obviously I speak Spanish. Oh yeah. Look at you. You speak Spanish. Oh yeah. You're very good in Spanish. It's like, and then one time I, I said to this guy, I'm like, no, I speak English. I only speak English. I don't speak any languages. And he's like, that's too bad. Cause I don't speak English. I'm like, yeah, that's too bad. And then he stopped talking to me. It's like, dude, we had a conversation for 10 minutes in Spanish. <laughs> and then I just said, no, I only speak English. <laughs> and then one guy said that too. And he said, well, how do I understand you? And he got really panicked. What? Well, I'm, I, what? <laughs> I don't understand how I understand you right now. I've never taken any English lessons in my life. I'm like, obviously I'm speaking Spanish. I was kidding. Oh, bromeando. You're joking. Oh my God. <laughs> Bro, I'm bromeando right now. Okay. Just kidding. Um, I like saying, I like saying Spanish words with a California Valley girl accent just cause it's hilarious to me. Anyway, <laughs> a lot of gringos actually speak Spanish like that. It's really funny. <laughs> when I'm in Spanish, I actually speak with an accent and everything. It's my voice gets higher pitch. It's crazy. But, um, anyway, um, so yeah, I don't, I love living here. I love Ecuador. I love the people, but I just don't go out and the whole pandemic thing. It put me in a different state of mind. And, and you guys know, you might've seen how maybe I changed over the years. I don't know. The show might've changed with what I'm talking about. I'm not sure. But I've been thinking about the ebbs and the flows of, so, I mean, like the whole world, things are changing. Things are different, not for just only me, obviously, but for all of you, for everybody, you know, we're all going through this stuff. And a lot of the people that listen to this show that have contacted me are brand new to the uh, spiritual journey. They're brand new, you know, and they're, and they're saying, you know, I'm, I don't know. I just, I just have this awakening and I'm, I'm new to the spirituality world. I'm new to all of it. And even me, I, this is my life. I mean, more so than most where I'm constantly thinking about the spiritual thing, like everything I look at or do, or, you know, almost, I would say 90% of my day is spent on spiritual things, you know, or maybe 85, you know, on other days. But recently I noticed that I've had whole chunks of time where I don't mention a single thing about being an archangel. I don't think about God. I don't even talk to God like for several hours a day, <laughs> you know, whereas before I was constantly, you know, in communication and having that, you know, and I, and I usually, I do have it when I, when I open my idea, like, Oh yeah, I got to ask prime creator this question, you know, I'm, then I'm in touch with it. But I've noticed that the past couple weeks I've been very much, um, in the here and now anchored into the earth kind of energy. Like I'm here. Let me think about the, you know, especially doing my paperwork in keto and dealing with all that. Like I, 
felt a little bit disconnected spiritually. And I want you to know that it's okay. If you, you know, have your hours where you're talking and thinking about spiritual stuff and it's okay to be full, you know, when you're, when you eat a huge meal, you push yourself away from the table and you stop eating for a while. You don't want to think about food. I don't want to look at food. I'm going to throw up if I look at food or think about food. I'm, it's going to make me sick. I don't want to even be, uh, you know, anywhere near food. I, I don't think I'm going to ever eat again, you know? And that's the same thing with spirituality. It's the same thing with everything. They say everything in moderation, right? So it's kind of um, necessary for you to understand how you're not always... I mean, only you expect you, you to be, you know, like when people say, you know, what kind of a person are you? It becomes a part of your personality. Oh, I'm spiritual. I'm spiritual, you know, and some people take it super far where, you know, like they were named, uh, you know, Mary Smith or whatever. And then they end up being spiritual and then they call themselves rainbow or, forest or whatever. And, you know, it's like kind of a pseudo like hippie native American name. And a lot of people do that. And there's, there's nothing wrong with that. If that's really what you want to do, it's kind of, you know, strange, but you know, Hey, whatever to each their own, you can name yourself, whatever the hell you want, you know, sunshine, whatever, (laughs) sunny. I've known people to change their name to sunny S U N N Y, which is such a cute name. And you know, and and especially if you have problems with your parents and you want to separate from your former self and you want to show the world that you're now a new different person. I have a friend who, um, you know, went from the name Greg to, uh, Raven. And I thought that was pretty cool. I'm like, Oh, it's a, that's a kind of a bitch name actually Raven. That's such a cool name. And that was before, uh, that TV show that's so Raven, which my kids used to love watching And I always thought that was a cute show, but, um, I'd sit with my kids and watch it with them when they were little. And I remember, um, and then I met, um, Raven Glover, who is the, um, she's the, uh, head and the the founder and creator of, um, awoptalk247.com, uh, which means all women of power. And I was, uh, my first, this show that you're listening to now used to be in a previous incarnation. I was the, um, female, um, spiritual, um, radio show. I, you know, cause it was all radio shows as a radio station an online radio station. And so I, so this was a radio show before originally, that's why I call it the podcast, um, because it used to be the radio show it used to be metaphysical soul speak. That's it, right? Just metaphysical soul speak. And now it's radio or now it's, um, now instead of not being a radio show, it's now it's metaphysical soul speak, the podcast, you know, that's literally the title of my podcast has the words, the podcast in it because it's no longer a radio show. <laughs> I mean, I was, you know, I didn't, I didn't want to go so far as to call it metaphysical soul speak, the website or <laughs> the YouTube channel, but I almost did. I might end up gain. I might end up making t-shirts for you guys that, that say metaphysical soul speak the t-shirt. <laughs> I mean, I might just, I might just because it's funny, but, um, <laughs> but I did, um, 
I don't know where I was going with this. Oh man, I keep losing my train of thought. That's, I, I think I've been hopping a lot of timelines lately and I'm going to tell you guys something in the second half of the show that might just blow your socks right off your feet. So you might want to wear two pairs of socks. Um, <laughs> um, my, my friend, um, had told me something that I thought was particularly crazy in a good way. I mean, good, crazy, not like insane, crazy, but, um, I couldn't believe what she told me. So I'm going to, I'm going to relay that, uh, tonight in, in the second part of the show, um, which, so I've been, it's something, it's a technique I'm going to tell you guys about, and I've been doing it and I feel like it's working. It's really, really trippy. And I think it's working. And somebody else said something similar to this a couple weeks ago. And I think that more people are coming up with this information or, you know, similar or bits and pieces of it. So we're going to go over that tonight and a few other things, but I think I've been really, man, I've been hopping timelines. But I have noticed that instead of constantly thinking about spiritual stuff like I normally do, in the past few weeks, I've been focused on a lot of other things and not really thinking about spirituality at all. You know, going to keto, I think, kind of knocked me off that trajectory of constantly focused on, you know, my affirmations and my meditations and you know, and I've been getting a little bit more physical lately. The cat has, um, taken to eating a little bit more than normal because she's an indoor cat suddenly. And that's a strange change for her. And so she started this game where she runs back and forth really fast in the kitchen. Like, and and she never did this before. Like she does this like at six o'clock in the morning, six o'clock at night. So basically when the sun goes up and when the sun goes down, that's in a very exciting time in my household and for most cats as well. Um, and so she's like racing back and forth in the house, but now she just does it randomly in the daytime in, at night, just it's random. And so I started running with her back and forth, you know, almost like doing lightnings. Do you guys remember that from grade school in PE class? <laughs> Although I'm not touching the floor every time, but I, I did these, um, when I, I played basketball for one year, I was really terrible. I had one really good move that people talked about for like a year or two afterwards, but one thing that happened during a game. But other than that, I just, it's like my asthma was so bad. My stepmom kept saying, it's gonna make your asthma better. And it actually made it worse. And I hated it, hated it, hated it. <laughs> and I only did it because I felt like she was forcing me to do it. She kept trying to talk me into it. I'm like, oh my God, you're going to make friends. I'm like, yeah, fr- friend, uh, friends. I'll make friends with people who play sports. I don't even like sports. I don't even want to play this. I don't even know how the hell to play this game. I can't even pay any attention when they're telling me how to play this game. It's like, uh, but, <laughs> but I mean, I mean, give me a basketball and a hoop and I'll, I'll I mean, I'll shoot baskets all day long just because that's fun. I think that's why she told me to go out for basketball, but I didn't want to do the whole running thing and people watching me thing and talking to other people thing. That was all that was, none of that worked. And the uniforms, it was weird material. I hated that. <laughs> I really hated it. But um, anyway, but I, I found myself this, this past week or two thinking about a lot of different things that have nothing at all to do with spiritual stuff. Now, normally I'll think, oh, I want to do some art and it's going to be spiritual. I want to, 
you know, do some painting or drawing or maybe creative writing or whatever I do. And it's all spiritual. And I don't know. It's just, I've gotten, I just kind of felt like suddenly I'm tired of it. I'm full of it. I'm, I'm full of it, you know, full from it is what I meant to say. But yeah, maybe that too. I don't know. But, (laughs) but when, but I don't know. It's like when you're first new, you, you get overwhelmed easily. You know, you feel like I'm never going to know it all. I'm never going to know all of it. it. It's just, it's such a vast field of information that you can never, ever, ever, ever know at all. You can never, you know, in all fields are like that. I mean, even in literature, you want to get a degree in literature and you can never read all the books that you can never, there's like 10 million books in, in, I think, I think in Yale, one of the Yale libraries, they have like 10,000 books or something. You can never read 10,000 books. There's millions of books in this world. You can never, ever read them all, you know, you know, I've had people, Oh, have you taken literature in college? Well, did you read this book? It's like, of course not. You know, how many books do you think you read in a semester? You know, I took one semester, one, I took eroticism in literature. So obviously I didn't read, you know, like normal average books. I, I read erotic books, baby, <laughs> but I had to, cause it was part of my sexuality. I got a human sexuality degree, you know, along with side my, I got two degrees at once and my other one is in psychology. And so, um, so I don't know. I just feel like this is how it was for me then. And it's how it's been through my whole life since I was 18. So like 35 years I've been at this and I just feel like there's going to be times in your life in your spiritual journey where you feel like you're absolutely not interested in spirituality at all anymore. You know, like, fuck it. I'm going to go read a John Grisham book or something. You know, I'm going to go do something different. You know, I don't read, I don't read him. I heard he's great, but I don't read that kind of, um, those kind of books. But I mean, I've always been like self-improvement, self-help or psychology books, you know, stuff that I could help use as tools to help other people or myself and, um, or art, you know, or something to improve my house back when I had a house, you know, I'd get a bunch of home improvement books. Um, but I always wanted to improve my home in a way of, uh, you know, feng shui cause it's spiritual or, you know, what crystals are good for the home or what, you know, like it was always about raising the vibration. Let's paint the colors of the walls. So they're spiritual and they're aligned with the ebb and the flow of the energy of the house. You know, it was always about alignment of energy and a everything in my life has been centered around spirituality. And then I've had times where it's just like, I'm going to go read a trashy dime store novel. (laughs) I just want to sip my soda on the beach or eat my tacos at the beach and, and, you know, maybe just get high and do nothing else. I want to go watch the surfers have fun in the waves. I'm not going out there. There's sharks out there. (laughs) I'm not going in the water, but, uh, (laughs) you know, plus I'm, I'm very, you know, fair skin. So like I can only be out near the ocean for like, I don't know, an hour. Then I've got to leave because, you know, i am already got a sunburn, even if I'm under an umbrella and it reflects the water reflects the sunlight at me, you know, and I love it, but I just, it's like, I can't even be, it's like, I'm not, I can't even be an outdoors person too much. I really can't, even though I love do I love being outside. I just, I have to make sure I'm covered up. So 
anyway, but I, but I have times where like, that's all I do. I just don't, I don't do anything spiritual because I can't, I'm done with it for a while. And there's, and it's hard, you know, because I have this podcast, you know, where I want to be spiritual and obviously I have to talk about spiritual topics every night. But, um, and then during the rest of the day, I'm just like, I'm just thinking about other shit, you know, other things, you know, completely unrelated, but I want you to know that that's okay. You know, like when you bring that into your, when you, you have a spiritual awakening and there's something that changes inside you where suddenly you say, yes, I am a spiritual person. And then you say, well, what does that mean? You know, when you start going down all the things and like I said, some people change their damn name, you know, they change their lifestyle. They change the way that they eat. They, they incorporate their spirituality into every single thing. I'm spiritual now. So now I'm a vegan, you know, <laughs> I've met people that did that. And then a couple months later, I, how's that vegan diet working out for you? Cause I know I can never do it. You know? Oh no, I'm eating meat again. I'm, I'm, you know, my, my oldest kid started to convince me you have to, you know, look at the evidence and the facts and humans are only supposed to eat plants and you know, and then we have a long, long conversation. And then, um, so I started eating more vegetables, you know, I'm like, okay, I feel guilty. Don't want my kid to be, um, uh, upset with me. I want them to believe I need my kids to believe that I am doing right by myself. And I'm, I am, uh, you know, eating right. And I have a good enough lifestyle and I'm happy. I want them to know that I'm not just sitting here plotting my own suicide or something like, you know, I want them to know I'm okay. Now I'm mentally okay. I'm physically good. I'm eating well, you know, so I'm, you know, I started eating more vegetables and I told my child, I'm like, yeah, I ate half a cucumber yesterday. And I thought of you, <laughs> I ate a radish, you know, Hey, I was thinking about you. I ate radishes yesterday and she you know, like fresh, you know, just, you know, fresh out of the fridge, sliced them up, ate those babies are really good. And he ate one like an apple. It was awesome. And she, and my, my oldest, he says, he says, Oh, okay. That's good. That's good for you. I don't even know how to cook a radish. I'm like, Oh, I just eat it cold. I, you know, fresh. And I'm like, you know, I'm like, so I just, I wanted to let you know, I'm, you know, I, I started really thinking about the days that I eat meat and how many days I don't eat meat. And even on pizza nights, mostly I, I don't have, um, I have vegetarian pizza now. And, um, I'm like, I just want, you know, you know, two thirds of my diet is actually vegetarian still, you know, I keep thinking I'm, I'm a meat eater. I eat meat all the time. And then I, I did the math and I looked at my grocery receipts for one month and I'm like, I'm only eating meat like eight days a month, maybe 10 days. If I do have pepperoni pizza twice, you know, like it's not very much. I'm only eating meat like, you know, maybe, maybe 10 days a month. Right. You know, so a third of my life I'm eating meat and the two thirds of my life I'm vegetarian. I'm like, so, you know, so I want you to be proud of me because I know you're a vegan. And my oldest is like, oh no, I eat everything. <laughs> she spent hours trying to convince me to be a vegan the other day and then says, oh no, no, no. I, I eat meat too. <laughs> I thought, what the hell? It was like so funny, but a lot of people do. They commit their whole lives, their whole lives. You know, every little aspect like if their friends aren't spiritual, they dump them. They, they move to cities or towns where it's all spiritual, where there's a lot of new age bookstores and drumming circles and 
shaman groups and everything and they start they change their name and they change all of their jewelry out you know they used to wear gold with diamonds and now they wear you know silver or black cords with crystals on them like I've met people that change everything every aspect you know and now they're eating vegan and now they're listening to you know different kinds of music because of the vibration and you know and I did I did all this too I didn't go vegan. I I tried to be a vegan. And after like one day, I was exhausted. God, eating only vegetables is just, and fruit. It's, it makes me exhausted. It gives a lot of people energy, but not me. I just, I'll, you know, (laughs) eat a salad and go to bed for three hours because I'm exhausted. It's exhausting. I don't know why, but, um, <laughs> I there I, I used to know why there's there's a medical reason for it. Um some people are like that and I've got that weird thing. So I always incorporate, you know, vegetables when I eat meat. I you know, like tonight I had chicken stew and you know, two huge bowls and and I it, the equivalent of like maybe less than one piece of chicken was my meat intake, but it wasn't even a whole piece of chicken, not even one piece of chicken and then the rest of the bowl was all vegetables, you know. So that's kind of how I eat. But um and Ritz crackers, of course, you know, or <laughs> actually have the, the equivalent of Ritz crackers here from Ecuador. But um, anyway, so, but, you know, I just, now I just eat for my health and I don't eat for the spiritual aspect of it. Although I was a vegetarian for nine years because of the spiritual aspect of it. So when you first get into your spirituality, you might go through all these crazy changes. You might change your sleeping pattern. I was getting up at six in the morning I was meditating at midnight and then I was getting up at six o'clock in the morning, six hours later to meditate. And I would, you know, I would sometimes go to bed early, then wake up at midnight to meditate. And then I'd go to bed again and wake up at six o'clock to meditate and then stay up for the whole day. And sometimes I'd, I'd meditate for two hours in the morning, go back to bed at eight and wake up at 11 or noon. You know, like I changed my whole life. I changed everything. I changed everything, you know, and my whole life was that. And you can do that and then you can just get burned out by thinking about this topic constantly. And it's such a vast topic. You can never know all of it. I certainly don't. And so I'm constantly, you know, exploring stuff and I'm, I'm learning even new techniques and Prime Creator is telling me new things, even um, Brother Yeshua He's always giving us, uh, you know, in, in my last channeling with him, he gave us new ideas and new techniques because there's so many things that we can do to help ourselves on so many levels, you know, and, and even the mental health aspect, like going to a therapist, I mean, even that becomes spiritual, like every single aspect of our world, when you get into the spiritual stuff, but I want you to know it's okay when you need to not think about any of that. You need to take a trip to the spa, a trip to the mall, you know, go gab with your girlfriends, you know, gossip about celebrities or whatever. I mean, not that I like gossiping, but sometimes people need that, you know, to go back to what they used to do before they were spiritual, you know, go play baseball, go fishing, whatever it was it used to do, you know, go play rugby with your friends. And then take a break, take a week, take a month off from thinking about this stuff, you know, and, and I know people that are on the spiritual journey and then they start doing drugs for 
enhancement of the spiritual uh, process, which really does work. Um, psychedelics, I mean, you know, like smoking weed or mushrooms and natural stuff. Of course, I don't mean the hard drugs, um, which are detrimental to your health. Um, but, um, sometimes dropping acid can help, but you have to know what you're doing. You have to go in with the right proper intention, but I don't even trust that so much. Um, you know, mostly just the natural stuff, but, um, everybody has a different way of going about the spiritual thing, but it just seems like once you get interested and you get on this train, it's like a bullet train and it takes off and it takes all of the parts of your life with it. And you can't do a damn thing without consulting your angel numbers or your astrology or your, you know, your numerology or, you know, the energy that's in the room or the aura, how does it affect your aura? Or did you feel it in your chakras or like it becomes so all consuming and there's ebbs and there's flows and there's times when you're getting insights and you're making, um, your, your growth is going in leaps and bounds. You're growing and everything is getting better. You're learning, you're getting better in every possible way. And then there's times when you just feel like you're stunted. Everything is just, nothing's moving in that direction. You can't think or function or focus. And that's like the end of your spiritual meal for right now. You know, you have to push yourself away from the table of spirituality and just go sit on, you know, the couch of not thinking of spiritual stuff, you know, just go be a couch potato, watch TV, go outside, take a walk, look at nature. Don't even, don't even think about how it's affecting your energy. Don't even think about how, you know, the birds are clearing the air all the time and how wonderful that the system is that was created here, you know, energetically, you know, like there's times when you just don't want to think about spiritual stuff. And there's nothing wrong with that. I've had people that listen to my show every day for like two years, write me and say, I feel really guilty because, um, I listened for almost two years and then I took a break and it's been six months and now I haven't listened to a single show. I don't even know how you are. Are you okay? You know, <laughs> it's like, yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine. But I get it. Those ebbs and those flows. Sometimes it happens. And then you get back into it. You're like, Ooh, something else. And for me, the ebbs and the flows got to the point where like after like 20 something years at this, I remember walking into Barnes and Noble, which was my favorite activity. A couple times a month, I would go and just spend a buttload of money <laughs> on several books. Sometimes I had to force myself to buy a novel because I wanted to think about something other than spiritual stuff, just something normal, you know, Kobo Abe. I remember buying a novel by Kobo or I think, or Kobe Abo. I don't know. I think anyway, Kobo Abe, that was his name. And he was, um, he was from Japan. He's from Japan and he wrote this really crazy novel. I can't remember the name of it, but I remember thinking it was just such a strange it took me out of my head. It took me out of my world and it took me completely out of spirituality. And it was such a good novel. I can't remember the name of it, but he, he's an excellent, excellent writer. And he, he wrote this crazy story about a man who was, um, obsessed with, um, 
a very slow moving dung beetle that he kept in a box in his pocket and it, it ate its own crap, but it ate it. So it go, went around in a circle. It was so, it was so, um, slow though. in it's moving that by the time it got to its meal of its own feces, it was actually, it had been changed into a fungus like a mold. And so it wasn't, it wasn't even eating crap at all. It was just eating the mold that ate the crap. And then he would eat the fungus and would just leave a trail of crap behind it that would turn into that fungus. And it would, and it would live its whole life going in a circle, eating its own shit. (laughs) And I don't know how the hell this guy did it, but he managed to make this pathetic character be exactly somehow like this dung beetle, this specialized Japanese beetle. <laughs> or I mean, it wasn't a Japanese beetle, didn't have citizenship papers, but I mean, it, you know, it, it, you know, is, is specifically like a native beetle to the region of where this, this character lived. It was like the craziest thing. I'm like, how the hell? So it's just, I think it was like a metaphor for, you know, the human condition. Like, it just seems like we keep going through the same shit over and over again. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and, you know, I just, it's, it feels like, you know, we are going in circles and, and sometimes we are eat, feel like we're eating shit. We're eating bad junk food sometimes, or we're just, you know, trying to, <laughs> you know, things happen and we have to eat the cost and we have to, you know, pay with our bodies, our sweat and blood, sweat, and tears, you know, in our jobs, and we're working our asses off just to pay for bullshit like parking tickets, or in my case, speeding tickets. That was my big one. <laughs> I was constantly with the speeding tickets, like, shit, shit. <laughs> I mean, and you know, it didn't help that I bought a car that loved to race, so that was awesome on me, but, um, so I don't know. It's like, it gets to a point where you can't, you know, you, you get old enough, you just can't flirt your way out of a damn ticket anymore. <laughs> Last time I, I got a ticket from a woman cop and she says, don't even try it. I'm happily married to a man. I'm like, but you are, are awfully, you are awfully cute. And she's like, shut up. <laughs> are you sure? Are you sure? <laughs> You'd be interested in me you know, and be my two kids, you know, like, you know, come be our, you know, <laughs> stepmom to my kids. You know, and she's like laughing. She's like, no, hell no. Like, I'm, I'm straight just so you know, I'm like. Oh my God. <laughs> she's like all paranoid because apparently everyone flirts with her, whether it's a man or a woman. She, you know, she's like, Oh my God, she gets that all day long. Here's a hint. Stop, stop pulling people over for speeding. That's, that's the clue. You know, <laughs> no one will flirt their way out of a ticket. If you don't try to give them a ticket. I mean, that's, that's right there. The, the, the mystery solved, right? <laughs> you don't want people to hit on you anymore. Stop pulling them over. <laughs> We're all just trying to get out of it. <laughs> but anyway, um, but yeah, so you have to uh, give yourself permission to take breaks. You know, if you, you changed your name to Rainbow, you might want to go back to Marcy or whatever your name was before. You know, like seriously, that might be the thing you know, okay, you're raving for, you know, the last six years, but maybe this week you want to be Greg again. It's okay, you know, to just eat a Big Mac or whatever and, and eat onion rings and, you know, watch a romance novel type of movie and completely forget about spirituality for a while. It's okay. 
to take those breaks because when you come back to it, you're going to find that you never really lost any of your progress. Your spiritual progress is never, ever, ever lost. You come back and you are better and you're stronger and the insights start coming more rapid and more faster, fa more faster, faster, um, <laughs> uh, to you. And everything seems to like go up again. You know, it's, it's almost like you, you're like climbing the spiritual mountain and then you reach a plateau and then it's just after a while you're walking across this plateau for miles. It seems, you know, for months, you're not making any spiritual progress. You're not making any, you know, you're not getting any insights. You're just like, fuck. And I remember, um, what I started to say earlier is I, when you go to, um, Barnes and Noble and you look at the bookshelf in the spiritual section, in the metaphysical section, and you've read all the fucking books on the shelf, all of them, every last stinking one you have at home and you've read them that's when you know it's time for you to take a break. You know, like that happened to me a couple times. I walked in, I remember spending hundreds of dollars every month on books. And my, my uh, husband and I, we went into Barnes and Noble one day and we were just like, huh, that's weird. I don't want to buy anything. I'm not attracted to anything on these shelves. I don't see that there's any new information coming out. I have zero interest in buying anything in this section. And I remember looking at him and him looking at me. I'm like, do we know it all yet? Of course, then we burst out laughing because of course we don't. But it was just one of those weird moments where I've read everything here. <laughs> I've read everything in this section at least. And I, I don't know. I don't know what to do anymore. What do I do with myself? There's no more new angel books. There's, you know, there's no more witchcraft books, like all the different fun topics, supernatural creatures. There's no fairy books. There's no, you know, I read all the meditation books that I was interested in anyway. There's several I wasn't interested in. You know, I even started reading, um, the Urantia book, which was just, just seemed like a bunch of gobbledygook to me for the parts that I read, I'm like, Oh God, it was just too much. I might get back into it. It's interesting, but not that much to me. I don't give a shit. I mean, like where the, the history of the earth and how how earth was created. And I don't even care. I just care about where we're going. <laughs> you know, I don't want to know about the, it's just boring to me. I can't, some people get really into that book, but I don't know. It's just, it's like, I get to the point where I'm just like, ugh. I can't even with this. Let's go read another Kobo Abe. <laughs> Let's go see if he has another novel of insanity. I would adore his writing is hysterically funny and pathetic. Like he made, he made his main character so damn pathetic that I don't know if I was supposed to be laughing at it or not, but I was, I was laughing my ass off through this movie. I think it was like meant to be a dramatic novel, but I just thought it was so funny that I couldn't stop laughing. He's such, he's so humorous. At least maybe he wasn't meaning to be, I don't know, but for me, I was just, <laughs> life is hilarious. And, and he made it even more pathetic and more hilarious than ever. But, um, I don't know. I just, I don't know. Um, it is what it is. And it's going to be like this, you know, you like your spirituality <clears throat> will take over your whole life. Your everything dark night of the soul. You'll lose your, 
you're, you stop talking to your family, you lose your friends, you change your, you know, maybe you stop dyeing hair and you turn vegan for a while. I mean, it, it, you might change your name. You might, you know, it influences everything. Even what you name your kids, you know, you end up getting, if you're spiritual and then you get married, you might end up naming your kids something weird. I did. I ended up giving both my kids two middle names, (laughs) you know, (laughs) and I I named them something. Their middle names are kind of something that are kind of hippie-ish, you know, (laughs) a little bit, you know, but I just, it does, it takes over your whole world. And then you get to a point where you're like, eh, I don't know. Maybe I'm going to buy a cookbook and learn how to cook. Indian food this, this month, you know, Hey, let me get a Mexican cookbook. How I want to learn how to make in, you know, really good, authentic enchiladas. You know, you might get to that, that point where you're just like, maybe I'll take a photography and hiking, you know, <laughs> like you just get really, um, burned out on it and that's okay. You know, once you hit that plateau, it's okay to take a step back and do something completely unrelated you know, buy a Halloween coloring book and crayons and, and watch old episodes of Bewitched. That was something I would do sometimes just to take a break completely. You know, I don't know. It's just, um, it seems to be distressing to a lot of you that have told me like, I don't know what's gotten into me because I had all these spiritual awakenings and then suddenly I just didn't care, you know, but that's okay. It means that you're subconscious mind and your spirit, you're trying to mentally and spiritually digest and incorporate all the information you've already learned, you know? And I think that's why a lot of people, especially in the spiritual community that just like, I started, um, dropping people left and right that I was following. It's like, no, I don't, I don't even like that meme. That's not even funny. Like what, why are you even putting that up? Like, it's just, ugh low vibrate, ew, low, oh, yuck, you know, like, I started, and then it got to a point where I'm like, I'm not even looking at Instagram, I haven't looked at Instagram in like four days or something, five days, you know, except I, I will answer my messages, if you guys write me, I'm definitely going to answer you, but, um, it might take a day or two, but I'm, I'm not really looking at the memes so much, I'll look at three or four, and I'm like, oh, what am I doing, ugh, I just can't, it's overwhelming, it gets overwhelming, I'm not really learning anything new from any of the spiritual people I'm following, except for maybe there's maybe five or six people out of like the, you know, hundred people that are specifically only spiritual, you know, that I might learn something new from once in a while, or I like their perspectives. So I keep, you know, following them or whatever, but it's just, it is what it is. You know, you get to that point, you get burned out and there's a lot more out there to learn. But sometimes you got to wait for the world to catch up to where you're at with it. Once you've read all those books, you're just like, man. And then there'll be like another information explosion where all of a sudden it's going to be like, I got over all of the things, all of the books. Like I read them all. It was just blah. It was so boring. Two or three times in a row. I went back to Barnes and Noble every week and was like, nothing, there's nothing. Then, you know, and then I eventually, you know, I didn't have enough money to buy any books anymore for a while. And then my husband, you know, and I divorced and he died and then I left the country. So I haven't been in an actual bookstore that sells books that are in English. I haven't been in a bookstore like that in God, I don't know, seven years or something. <laughs> I've just been, you know, buying books from 
Amazon reading them through my Kindle um, reader on my computer. But um, all of a sudden, this whole thing with the Ascension started. And all of a sudden, there's stuff about Twin Flames. And suddenly, there's a whole nother explosion of new spiritual information. You know, and, and suddenly, there's a lot of breakthroughs in witchcraft. And people are starting to think about other things, you know, magically related. And now we're looking into the, you know, the witchcraft of interdimensional time travel or whatever. I mean, there's some really insanely awesome topics suddenly that I'm really interested in. And a lot of things are getting to be more metaphysical again. And it's like, wow, it's so exciting. You guys, I kind of want to take an empty suitcase to California with me and fill it up with books (laughs) and come back here and just read them all. You know, I feel like that's going to be one of the things I do in the next year or so. (laughs) Go visit my kids and fill up on books and, and get some new yoga pants from Old Navy because for whatever reason they don't sell yoga pants here and I don't know why <laughs> they sell only like the skin tight um, like uh, very skin tight pants and the yoga pants I like have like a little flare little kicky flare at the bottom and they're not super skin tight they're just actually respectable looking and Anyway, so I just like have a lot of shit. I want to go, you know, red licorice, you know, Swedish fish, whatever. <clears throat> but, um, but I, I just want you to know that if you are getting a little burned out on this stuff and you're just like, uh, you know, it's okay to come back to it later. It's okay to not listen to my show for a few days or a few weeks and then come back to it later, you know? I have a couple friends who don't listen to any of the books until I'm done, you know, from beginning to end. And then they binge the book reading, you know? So like I have people who haven't listened to, um, Mondays for nine weeks because all they're doing is they're waiting for me to say, this is the end. And I've read the whole book and now boom, Aquarian gospel, they're going to, you know, they're going to hear them all in, you know, a matter of, you know, two, three days time, Friday through Sunday. You know, I have friends who binge my show for two or three days while painting. You know, they get into their art mode and it's, or their cleaning mode, you know. And one of you just wrote me um, and said that you listen while you're washing dishes. So, you know, shout out to you in Ohio and you know who you are. Um, yeah, I just, I just feel like it's, um, it was a, something, it was a message I had to get out to you guys, because I don't want you to feel like suddenly you're not spiritual. You're still spiritual. You're still in the community. You're still a part of it all. And you're still on the Ascension path. It's okay to not think about it every second of every day. And it's okay to not think about it every day. It's okay to just be like, I want to go to something else. I want to go to eat a hot fudge Sunday and and, and watch the latest, you know, Jurassic Park installment or whatever. I don't know how many there are. New, the latest Star Wars movie. There's like 50 of them now, right? <laughs> I'm just kidding. I know there's not. I, I watched the last one. Oh. Anyway, Carrie Fisher oh, broke my heart. The posthumous scene oh, made me cry. My son and I were like bawling our heads off. Anyway, let's go to spaceweather.com. We got five more minutes left to the introduction. Um spaceweather.com uh 
Okay, I looked at this earlier, and the solar wind speed was only 350. The solar wind hit us today, and they didn't mention it. I'm like, what the hell? You know, they, they build up to it for three, four days, and then they, no mention at all. The, the current solar wind speed is 429.5 kilometers per second, and the coronal hole is already closed up, so the wind already reached us. It was 350 earlier, now 429, so I know... When that goes up, it just seems like that's when we're getting hit. But I don't know if it was a little bit or a lot. I, I don't know. I think I might have been taking a nap this afternoon when we got hit with it. Anyway, they have three sun. We have three sunspots facing us. We're on sunspot number 40, and they're they all have stable magnetic fields that pose little threat for strong solar flares. And that's suddenly out of nowhere because. We just had this massive um, hidden sunspot that touched Earth behind the sun's northwestern limb. It touched us yesterday, and the NASA satellites couldn't see it. And, well, they say yesterday. It's actually technically today. Um, but, you know, they're like a day ahead of me, so that's why. On the 9th of November, it was an M2-class solar flare, and it was mostly eclipsed by the edge of the sun, but it caused a shortwave radio blackout here in South America. And this explosion hurled a bright coronal mass ejection into space. It's not going to hit us here on Earth, but it's massive. This picture here is amazing. It's really impressive. So even though suddenly the sun is quiet and no one's talking about that solar wind that should have reached us, and I think it did, I kind of felt something in, in the wind speed did go up. It just, it's weird, but the, um, neutron counts already went back up by 0.3%. We're now at 7.6% of the space age average, um, information coming from Ulu, um, university in Finland, of course. Now NASA's all sky cameras and the all sky fireball network says that today, 48 fireballs were over the United States. 33. Here's your magic, uh, angel number guys. For those of you keeping score, 33 were sporadic. 13, oh, here's that. <laughs> this is like the third time today I've seen the number 13. 13 were northern Taurids. One was an Orionid, and one was an Omicron Eridani. Eridani, maybe that's how you say that. Anyway, there's no significant equatorial um, or any corona holes at all on the Earth's side of the sun suddenly. There's no noctilucent clouds. It's like everything suddenly is super, super quiet. Now, I wonder, and this is kind of a weird wonder, but I wonder if we just weren't popped up into an, a higher timeline collectively and we moved to a place where there was no evidence of solar wind. I don't know. It's weird. I don't know why this keeps happening. <laughs> it's it's kind of... Um, is strange, but we have the shortwave radio blackout thing throughout South America and the Schumann resonance in Italy, uh, basically was eight. That was the only thing reported. So normal, you know, 7.83, which is pretty much eight. And, um, and then after that, they had a blackout and HeartMath Institute are still in a blackout. So I don't know, guys, I just feel like we're not really, um, there's something that we're missing information, but I feel like we're on a timeline or I don't know what. <laughs> it just feels like we're missing some information, but there's not really much to be done about it. Um, I think suspicious observers, uh, that guy, I think he did mention that we were hit with mild, um, 
mild amounts of solar wind, but he didn't really harp on it too much. And I did get a notification about the, um, Aurora Borealis live. And so I looked it up and watched it for a while. And I kid you not, my name was written in Arabic for a split second in the Aurora Borealis. And I'm like, Oh my God. And then I'm like, how did I just see what I just saw? I don't know how to write anything in Arabic except my name. And so I recognized that and ex- This episode of Metaphysical Soul Speak, the podcast, is sponsored by Jupiter Jewels, an independent online crystal store, helping you to connect more deeply with all Jupiterian blessings, including spirituality, abundance, self-growth, and more. Providing affordable shipping across the UK, Europe, and North America, Jupiter Jewels can help you progress on your spiritual path with ease. Visit jupiter-jewels.com today to explore life's hidden jewels. That's jupiter-jewels.com. Well, oops, I got cut off. I, I knew not to push the envelope there, and I did just a quick second. But uh, anyway, um, it just seems like we're missing some of the spiritual information, <laughs> some of the information about the space weather. It's it's physical, scientific information, but it all of it affects us spiritually. So that's why it's so damned exciting. But anyway, I listened to Sus- suspicious observers and I was watching this and I, and I saw my name in the Aurora Borealis on YouTube on the live stream. It, and it was just like for a quick second, I'm sure no one got a picture of it. It was just meant for me to in that moment that I saw it. And then it, it, it just went across the sky. Like someone wrote my name in Arabic and then it just, except for the little, there was no, um, there's like a little lightning bolt above part of my name in Arabic. That part didn't come, but the rest of my name was there. I was like, whoa. And then right after that, the initials of my twin flame was in the Aurora Borealis in a different kind of writing in English, basically. And I was like, whoa, that really tripped me out. Like, and I'm like, I knew that God did that for me. Like right in that moment, I'm like, oh. You know, I don't, I don't have, um, I have a very nondescript sky. I used to do cloud readings for people and I would always include that as a bonus with all of my actual channelings and readings that I do for people. And suddenly I'm living in a place where there's, the sky is white and there's nothing more. I don't see the sun. I don't see the moon. There's no stars to speak of. It's been that way for five months. I just paid my sixth rent. So six months, nothing there. I can't even see the sky. What, where's the sky? I don't know. This thick cloud cover that never goes away. And once in a while, it'll be a blue sky for a couple hours with puffy white clouds and then cloud cover again. So I do get it for maybe, you know, a few minutes every month. I'll get to see the sun or the sky. 
but, um, but yeah, that was a trippy thing about the Aurora Borealis. I just, wow. Saw my name, saw my guy's name or at least not his whole name, but his, uh, his, uh, initials. And then all of a sudden that was it. It was just the craziest thing. I'm like, damn, well, it was pretty cool though. <laughs> like, thank you God. Oh, I'm so glad. You know, that was my, but I, I got the number 33 a lot today. I got the numbers 11, 11 today. And then I realized, holy moly, this week is the 11, 11 portal on Thursday is the 11, 11 portal. So what I'm going to do for you guys now is I'm going to go over some ways to manifest things in your life that you want that ways that you didn't know existed, things that you, you know, didn't really know about because you're new (laughs) new information that's come through, uh, several people, including myself and uh, my friends and one person that I follow on, um, on social media said something similar to what I'm about to tell you. So I'll include her stuff in it because it's also kind of important and, it's similar stuff to what there's been mind Valley Academy has put out some of this information, but the very specific thing I'm going to give you tonight, um, from my friend, she just learned it herself this weekend. So it's brand new. It's very unique and original. It's not, um, you know, hopefully I'll be able to, um, relay it. In fact, I might ask if she, she'll probably say no, but I'll see if she'll want to come on the show and talk about some of her amazing spiritual insights that she's just had recently. She's had an explosion of uh, knowledge because she got away from spiritual stuff for a minute and then came back to it and bam, tons of insights. So, you know, kind of matches what I'm saying with the introduction. Just be careful. Um, not to poo poo it or discount spiritual stuff entirely. Cause you get burned out. Just, just forget it for a while and come back to it later. You know, sometimes you just need to put on a bunch of music and dance and not think about anything, you know? Anyway, um, all right, so let's hop right on into this. I'm going to pause it and jot some notes down for you guys so that you can get um, the best of me versus me just extemporaneously going into this. All right, so the first thing that I'm going to talk about is timeline hopping, which I've talked about in general as it's happening. You know, you know when it's happening, um, when you get really good at remembering where you were (laughs) and where you are and you you get really good at noticing things. So I'm not going to talk about how you can tell when you've hopped timelines. I've been talking about that a lot lately, but... This is a manifestation tool that a lot of people um, have talked about in uh, Mind Valley Academy. There's a program by Bert. Oh my God, Bert! What is? I can't remember his last name right now. But I bought this program, and it's really fun and it's excellent. And he says, just imagine you're on the timeline where you are an artist out of nowhere, and he became an artist and even had an art show and sold some of his art. So he technically became a professional artist at the age of like, I think he said like 78, he's in his eighties now. 
And um, so you could do this at any age, you know, there's no limit, you know, as long as you're alive, you can do any of these things. But he said to um, hop your hop the timelines, uh, go look for the program. You know, I could never do it justice. It's many hours long. But uh, basically the gist is to go in your mind, you know, kind of go through the hypnosis that he's doing to put you in the situation where you're in your highest vibration for the career you want, the hobby you want, the kind of person you want to be, etc. And then you um, imagine that you're hopping a timeline to that marvelous life, right? Actually, it's not even that. For him, his thing is that you're going into the future and you're learning from your future self who already knows this stuff. But technically, it is kind of, you know, your future and also timeline hopping. Because if you have no talent for something at this moment, but in the future you did. And he also has a thing where you go to your past lives as well. And you and you could pull the energy in there. So there's this, this idea has been around for a while. This timeline hopping idea. Um as far as using it as a manifestation tool, it's kind of a newer concept. And I don't think that Bert even mentioned the word timeline or timeline hopping. He might've said something like that, but he talks about more like looking into the future. Um, you know, your future self talking to your future self. And that's more of a hypnosis tool to manifest stuff. Um, but it seems like it's mostly using a little bit of a spiritual energy and spiritual knowledge, but also, um, it's more like a creative visualization or an imagination kind of thing. You know, um, part of it is reaching your future self and communicating because, you know, time is kind of an illusion, but what I'm talking about here is a, a little bit different and I'm going to go into that. So because you know that you're timeline hopping regardless of whatever the hell you're doing with your life, right? And you're always trying to raise your vibration to go to the better timeline, obviously. Um, so you already know that in general this is happening. So if you use the timeline hopping as a manifestation tool, that's when you start to make really great strides. Now, there was a woman who did a TikTok, and I don't remember her name, and somebody else uh, put it on their feed on Instagram and I'm sure it's made the rounds um, you know many people have probably posted or reposted this by now but there was this uh, TikTok where she's in the shower and she says if you want to manifest your highest timeline go into your shower and um, when you're in the water just imagine you're washing away the old timeline and imagining the new timeline and then when you walk out of your shower, boom, you've already hopped a timeline, you know, so you, you know, wash off being poor and you imagine you're on the timeline where you get very wealthy in the next, you know, whatever year or two years, you know, whatever, <laughs> you know, <clears throat> so, you know, you're going to manifest it, but you're going to manifest it by consciously making an effort to raise your vibration, to hop to another timeline with the use of the water in the shower which I thought that was, that was brilliant. Well, this new information came down over the weekend through a friend of mine who is an archangel. In fact, she is the archangel of time itself. And she's trying to figure out what that exactly means. 
And my ex-husband and I, um, before we had kids, we were developing a hypnosis technique, which I'm not going to get into too much, but we were developing this, um, together and I'm going to have to finish it on my own. Although we, the general gist of it, he and I had down already, but basically, um, you know, hypnosis to see what your future would be. If you have like two or three choices, we would put you in, you know, to go see your future. If you did this choice, choice A, B or C, and to see which one you want, you know, to make that decision. And we were going to call it timeline hypnosis. And then somebody else came up with timeline hypnosis and it has nothing to do with timeline hopping at all. And I thought, well, that's kind of lame, you know, and and it's, it's okay. It's a, it's an okay technique. It's not much different than just normal hypnosis, but they trademarked the name (laughs) to, you know, timeline hypnosis, which is like, Oh my God, that's so dumb because now, you know, there's not much I could do about that because if I advertise it, they're going to think it's this other, you know, people, my, you know, potential clients think this is the other, you know, timeline hopping. So whatever, (laughs) or timeline hypnosis. But, uh, so now I have to come up with another name, but, um, I'm going to do this in a manifestational way where you can actually use hypnosis to hop to a parallel universe where your consciousness can transfer to a parallel universe. You that is already in the flow of manifesting the thing that you need to manifest. And you can do this consciously just by going into your bathroom. So taking a bath, taking a shower, brushing your teeth, anything that you do in the bathroom, you know, washing your hands, splashing water on your face, whatever. It doesn't matter because my friend discovered that through deep, deep meditation, she discovered and prime creator told her when you, and I'm I'm like muscle testing like crazy for this. And yeah, I keep getting yes, yes, yes. This is true. When you are in your normal day-to-day life in your house, outside, wherever you are, you're on a timeline. When you are in your bathroom, it's like kind of a neutral zone between timelines. And if you don't change your mindset when you're in the bathroom, you're going to walk back out to the same timeline you walked in with. This is good. This is fucking wild. This is deep metaphysics. <laughs> it's another wild, it's another wild show from Elena right here. But okay. So the way that she explained it is that when you are, and this is coming from, um, Archangel Humanidiel, And she said, yeah, th- this is, she's the Archangel time. And don't bother looking her name up because it's not even written anywhere. Um, <laughs> and it's a very hard name to spell. It's extremely hard to say and spell. Anyway, um, she says that in, 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 in something else that I already knew, and this kind of is related is when you are in heaven and you're looking down on your loved ones, not looking down at them, but you know, just looking into the viewer, there's like screens where they can see, uh, what we're doing. They cannot see us when we're in the bathroom. And I think even in Islam, you know, they say when you walk into a bathroom, you have to say Bismillah. God bless me when I'm in here. 
And I asked a few um, Saudi Arabian people about this, and they said that's because the devils, the demons could be in the bathroom. I don't want to scare the crap out of you guys, but <laughs> it's just this is a belief that several people had that I talked to. They said, oh, yeah, you, the demons could get into your body because you're like you're naked. You're touching your body as you're like washing yourself. You could get sexually like charged even if you weren't thinking of anything because the demons can influence you, you know, and I don't know that they could see us. And I don't know if that's even true because that's kind of a neutral zone, spiritual creatures, spiritual, whatever. And they're not supposed to be able to see you. But I think that's possible that, you know, I've met creatures in my bathroom from spiders to, um, fey folk. I, I've had fey folk in there. And I know that, it is possible, you know, it's not neutral for everybody. You know, you could walk in there, other things could walk, shadow people or whatever. <laughs> and I've seen a lot of fairies in, in um, where I used to live. There was a, I would see part of the wall would like move for a minute and then it'd go back. And I'm like, what? And it was like an, a little energy being, and I think it was a fourth dimensional or an elemental you know, just kind of come to say hi. And then they'd like flutter away. And it was like, Whoa. <laughs> and even when I wasn't high, it was just normal, very stone cold, sober, you know, back in my early motherhood days. And it's just like, wow, I just keep seeing stuff. I kept raising my vibration and seeing stuff. But when you're in the bathroom, your relatives that have died or your friends that have died, they cannot look in and see you naked. They can't see you you know, in the shower or in the bathtub, they can't see you on the toilet, you know, like that is a neutral zone. Okay. So, um, it's one of those areas where you can have a telepathic communication with others, but they cannot physically see. And so when you go to review your life, the times in which you're in the bathroom are not going to be in that life review. I'm double checking and muscle testing says, yes, I'm correct on that. Right. Okay. Yes. So prime creator saying, yeah, don't worry about it. So don't, so it's not like, you know, people are going to go check out your life review and go, Oh, look at you on the toilet. Ha ha ha. You know, Oh boy. You you shouldn't have had that second burrito at lunch. Look at it. You're in pain. You know, no, you know, no one's going to say this. No one's going to look at you (laughs) because everyone can see the movies of your life. Anyone can see it when you're in heaven. You know, you all could review it together. Friends could see it or, you know, frenemies can go and see what you did. They could see it from your perspective. They could see everything, but they cannot see you in the bathroom. So don't panic. (laughs) It's a very important thing you must know. So when I'm telling you what I'm going to tell you about this, the bathroom is a portal. It is a timeline. It's in the middle of timelines. So... If you're so, so say you're on timeline a, we'll just call it timeline a, B and C or whatever you're on timeline a and you go to the bathroom and you have an insight while you're in the bathroom because you're out of time. You're outside of time. Now time does pass. So when you leave the bathroom, you know, 10 minutes or 20 minutes or an hour has passed. If you've been in the shower or you've been in there dyeing your hair or whatever it is that you do, shaving your body, whatever, all of that, you know, time is actually passing, you know, so you could, you walk in and then you walk out, you know, five minutes later, 10 minutes later, an hour or whatever later it's, you know, time does pass. But while you're in there, you're outside of the realm of the timelines. So have you ever been in the shower and all of a sudden an epiphany hits you? Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh, Eureka. I, I know what I'm going to do now. 
Now I know how I'm going to tackle this problem that I had that I didn't know what I'm going to do with. And now you feel renewed and energized and you feel great and amazing. And you, you hop out of the shower, you wrap yourself in your towels, you walk into your living room. And if you're aware, you feel like a brand new person. And people say that when they come out of the shower, I feel like a brand new person. That's because you're on a brand new timeline. You are a brand new person on a brand new timeline. Your, your consciousness has transport transferred to a higher vibrational timeline, but you can consciously do it. Not just from being in the shower, but from being in the bathroom itself, go brush your teeth. And while you're brushing your teeth in there or whatever, even sitting, you know, just, you know, peeing in the toilet, you know, like whatever you're doing in the bathroom, all these things, you know, all the activities that you do in the bathroom, you're in that bathroom zone, the neutral part where you can go in there on timeline a, and you could come out on timeline B. And then later on the same day, you could go in there on timeline B and come back out on timeline C, which is even higher in vibration that where you can manifest even more. So when you consciously make an effort and, and I, I told my cat about this <laughs> and I know, I swear to God, she understands me because I said, Hey, when we go into the bathroom together and we leave the bathroom together, we're hopping up on a timeline together. So I'm going to take us on a higher timeline. And I told her today, let's try this experiment. I want to hop onto a timeline in which um, we are on a faster track to getting that beach house because you will have your own bedroom. And she looked so interested, like, oh, what? The, the look she gave me was amazing. Knowledge Ravenspell, she's so smart. And I said, would you want your own uh, bedroom? And she's like, meow. You gave me the yes meow. And I'm like, well, would you want it with, uh, what if I got you every toy that a cat could desire? And I made like cat trees and I had like things you could climb on and make it a very interesting room for you. And that would be your bedroom. You could sleep in my bedroom or your bedroom. You know, that would be your own private retreat. Would you love that? And she was like, no, like she got really excited. She started rubbing her herself up against my leg. Like, yeah, that sounds awesome. And I said, well, when we go, when I go in the bathroom, go with me and we will manifest that higher vibration while we're in the bathroom and we'll step out into a higher timeline. She seemed to know what I mean because Ever since I told her that every time I go into the bathroom, even if it's just to quickly wash my hands or whatever, she's hopping in there with me really fast. And then she stands in the doorway with me and I say, okay, let's think about living on a higher timeline. And then we step out of the door together. <laughs> I swear to God, if you have a cat that you think is a Laren, <laughs> try this and see what happens. Tell them, have them manifest with you. Tell them what you want to manifest. And this is, this is, this kind of goes, so cat manifestation is kind of an, a, a part of the bathroom manifestation. If you have a cat, maybe even try it with a dog. Who knows if you have a ferret or a parakeet, maybe they can help you. Cause I think sometimes animals can understand us and you could telepath the information to them. If you have the gift of telepathy, which is a gift that you can get just by developing yourself in that way. And that's a whole nother topic for another day, but I noticed that I feel like I hopped up on a timeline where maybe that was two years away. And now I've hopped up to a timeline that maybe where it's a year away. And then maybe now I'm on the timeline where it's six months away getting my house, you know, and I feel more motivated suddenly to do the things that I need to do to get that to be my dream. 
right? To like to fulfill that dream. So now suddenly I'm like, I come out of the bathroom with this higher vibrational idea, boom, I'm on a higher timeline. And now I'm thinking, Oh, well, I have an idea how to get that money to get that house. I have an idea what I'm going to do. And I also have the renewed vigor to get it as well, because now I'm on that higher vibrational path. So hopping timelines, but using the bathroom as your portal, it's interdimensional. It's not literally on that timeline. It's outside of that timeline where you get to decide in those moments if you want to be on a lesser timeline or a higher timeline, energetically speaking, I looked and that was 2244, by the way, for those of you keeping score of the uh, angel numbers. So this is a massive manifestation tool. It's an energetic manifestation tool because you're raising your vibration with your energy of thoughts. Now you're going to understand when you're upgrading, <laughs> you know, cause you've heard of upgrading, um, so you, you, when you're between dimensions, you're going to upgrade your energy to the next highest, whatever. And it's energetic. It's all energetic. You know, you use it, you use your mind and then you use your emotions to go up to that next highest timeline. And then you step out of the bathroom. Boom. You're on that. I just looked as 2333. There you go <laughs> again, again. All right. So, um, Okay. So, uh, the next thing is the act as if now you've all, all heard of the act as if to upgrade your life, right? Well, if you don't have just act as if I had a friend, I have a friend who I, he, we talk all the time still. And then we've been friends for like 16 years or something. And, uh, years and years ago, I told him, he, he told me about act as if, but I'd already heard about it and we heard about it from different people. And so we had like long conversations about this idea. And one day he calls me and he's like, you know, I don't know what to do. I'm homeless and I don't have a job. And when I go to get a job, when I try to, you know, tell them I'm living in my, I don't want to tell them I'm living in my car. Cause if I look like a loser, they don't want to hire a loser. Right. But I wouldn't be a loser if they hired me. So it's kind of like this conundrum. I don't know what the hell to say. I don't have an address to give them and I don't know what to do. I don't know what kind of a, um, you know, what do I do? I'm like, well, you have to lie about your address. You got to give your, you know, your uncle's house or your, your parents' house, whatever, whatever's closest to the job. Just give those as your address you know, cause it's always on the application, right? Your address. If you're homeless, you can't get a job. So, I mean, have you ever, have you ever heard insensitive fools saying, Oh, I wish they would just get a job. Well, they can't, they're homeless. Well, they wouldn't be homeless if they had a job. Yeah, but you can't get a job when you're homeless because you don't have an address. What do you can put on the application? <laughs> so once you get to that level, you're just, you're screwed for a while, you know? So you have to lie. You have to lie about your address. You know, so my friend and I were talking, he's like, I, I need a home and I need a job and I can't, if I go home shopping, I don't have the money to pay for it. But if I go job shopping, I don't have an address to tell them. So I, I'm just so upset. I'm so upset right now. You know, he had a roommate and, and, um, I think the roommate and he, they didn't see eye, and eye to eye. And he's like, I feel like my mental health would be better if I'm not with this roommate right now or something. I, I can't remember exactly what happened you know, back when he was drinking a lot. So he was having issues and the roommates having issues and they were just like, Oh, I can't do this anymore. 
I think he was maybe with his boyfriend. They broke up. I don't know what happened exactly. I can't remember. And now he's, he's, you know, everything in his life has turned around and everything's fine for him. And he's living a wonderful life now, actually. But, um, but back in the day, he said, um, I don't know what to do. And I go, I have an idea. Give your parents address, but go to every single apartment building manager jobs all over the areas where you want to live. And he's like, why would I want to be an apartment manager? I'm like, because you get a free apartment (laughs) and you get paid, you get paid to live there. You don't have to pay rent, which is already, that takes care of the fact that you don't have first last deposit because you are, you don't have the money, but you do get a job. You get a place to live and you have a job. He's like, well, I don't know how to do that. And I'm like, remember we were talking about this act as if you have a nice suit, wear your nice suit to the interview and tell them that you've been, you know, managing, you know, stuff for your uncle and stuff for your parents. And, you know, you've been a manager, you know, house manager before and, you know, give references out with numbers of people who are going to vouch for you and talk about it with, you know, I'm like, I know this is a little bit dishonest. It's a little bit, but you kind of have managed a house. He's like, where, how I go, have you ever called a plumber? Well, yeah. I'm like, see, you've already managed a household. Have you ever cleaned an apartment? Yeah. Have you ever, you know, filled out an application to live somewhere? You know, like it's, you've done all this stuff. Everyone has already done all this stuff, but you have to act as if you can handle the job and you're very good. And he's like, well, I have a, my real estate license. I'm like, Oh my God, you've been in real estate for many years. You've managed your uncle's property. You've managed your, you know, if you've ever called and waited for the cable guy, you can do this. That's pretty much what it is. You just have to call all of the numbers for the people that need help with whatever various things for their apartment to fix things. It's usually calling the plumber, calling the bug guy. You know, you don't do any of the jobs yourself. You know, you just call the plumber and then the person has to pay for it or the building will pay for it if it's the building's fault, you know, but the manager pays for it or I mean the owner and you're the manager, you don't have to pay for anything. You just, you know, and they pay you to live there. And he's like, oh my God, I'm going to act as if. I've already done this. And so we, we had this conversation and he started building his belief in himself and he acted as if he deserves that job, needs to have that job and he can go do it. And you know, he knows all about real estate. He knows about plumbing. He knows about wiring and he knows all this cause he already has a degree in, in real estate or whatever license. I mean, and so he said, I'm going to do that. And like a month later, he called me. He's like, you're not going to motherfucking believe it. <laughs> I am a manager of a building, a really nice building. I get a free apartment and he said it was like a two or $300 stipend or something. Um, and all of his bills are paid for. They pay for all of the electricity. They pay for everything. And then they give him like two or $300 a month on top of that. And they require him to, you know, listen to tenants complaints you know, 24 seven, but he can also have a 40 hour a week job somewhere else. So that solved all of his problems right there. And he's like, Oh my God. So this acting as if it's something that you've probably heard of, right? But this spin I'm going to put on it tonight to make it an energy manifestation tool is act as if, and you're going to use other energetic things such as aromatherapy. Um, and now you have to be very careful with aromatherapy. If you 
use more than two or three drops of anything per day that can actually harm you. So you have to be very, very careful with it. But if you imagine your future, so if I'm going to give you an example of from my life, you know, what do I want? Okay. So in my future, I want to, hmm, I want to live in a beautiful mansion and have flowers all around me. And and, and I can imagine it, I can see it, I can visualize it, and I could see my honey, okay? So we're going to talk about twin flames for a minute or, you know, any kind of relationship if you want, you know, to manifest, uh, you know, a counterpart that's your divine counterpart or a soulmate, okay? Um, imagine they're bringing roses to you, for example. Well, you can imagine and visualize it. Sure. And you already know about that. That's not anything new, but when you combine it with this timeline hopping thing that I just told you, and you combine it with aromatherapy, which is another energy like the rose petals. For example, if you wanted roses in your life, go buy a little tiny thing of essential oil, um, of roses. I mean, you could go out and buy roses too, actually, you, you know, but roses are mostly expensive everywhere in the world, except where I live, where they come from. I mean, I could get, you know, two dozen long stemmed red roses for like six or seven bucks here, <laughs> you know, but it's hard, you know, in other parts of the world, they're kind of expensive when they don't grow there. But, um, but you could get essential oil of rose or lavender or whatever you want. And maybe your dream is to have, um, an orange tree. So you get essential oil of sweet orange. It costs four or $5 and you don't have any money right this minute, but you know, you want to buy a house and the house that you want in your mind, in your mind's eye, you see an orange tree and your biggest dream is to pluck oranges from your orange tree in the backyard. Cause you're going to have kids and you have all this thing, all these things planned in your mind. So say this is your visualization. So you imagine yourself in this thing. Well, okay. In this house. Well, what if you are, um, and you, and you imagine that you're going to be sitting in the grass, you know, having a picnic with your, uh, kids and you're going to eat oranges off your tree. And that's your dream. So take a blanket, go to your local park, have a meditation and this manifestation from an energy standpoint, you're going to feel the grass beneath you and smell, put essential oil of like sweet orange on a cotton ball, put it in a little baggie and put it in your backpack. And when you get there, sniff it and imagine that you're sniffing the uh, scent of the oranges that you're going to eat off of your tree. Right. Or, you know, and, and you can put essential oil. Uh, so when you tie this whole feeling to like, okay, so you tie it to your emotions, you tie it to your visualization in your mind, you, you tie it to your, uh, you have to know that you're spiritually deserving and you're worthy. So you tie it to your self-esteem stuff and you tie it to the highest vibrational point you can. And then you sniff the essential oil of orange. So now from now this point forward, every time you think of oranges or you eat an orange and you smell that smell, you're going to be brought right back to that high vibrational. I have an orange tree in my backyard because I bought a house and I'm raising my kids there. So every time you even smell orange from now on, and you can just do it with this essential oil, 
You could put it in your car, in your bathroom, which would help with this other uh, energy manifestation tool. You know, so so act as if, smell as if. <laughs> the scent of oranges, that will help you smell as if. you're. And, and if you imagine that maybe you're going to smell roses throughout your house because you're going to have roses in every room. You're going to have so much money. You're going to just manifest so much money. You're going to have roses in every room. Well, if you can't afford that right now, you can, um, and now I don't recommend fake flowers. I do know people who've had bundles and bundles of fake flowers. That's just really bad feng shui. So don't do that. <laughs> Even if they're good fakes and they're silk flowers and they look beautiful. I just don't do that. <laughs> it's really bad feng shui. And don't put dead flowers around. That's really bad feng shui. But the energy of rose essential oil, for example, or lavender or whatever flower you want to scent, you know, say you want to in every room of the house. So put that essential oil in, in diffusers all around the house in every single room. So when you walk into your house and you close your eyes and you're grateful and happy and grateful right now in this very moment that I have roses in every single room. And you can imagine I walk into the living room and there's peach and yellow roses. And I go into my bedroom and there's white and lavender roses. And then I go into the kitchen and there's red roses. And I go into the dining room and there's red and white roses. So whatever kind of roses you want. And for me, I'm crazy about roses, as you can tell. But whatever, you know, sunflowers or whatever, imagine that. But now you have the scent of it as to lift your manifestation quicker and plus rose essential oil and all essential oils have a higher vibration than just smelling nothing. <laughs> and roses have a very high, I think it's like 4,000 Hertz frequency is the scent of roses, like essential oil of roses. 4,000 uh, petals make one drop. That's why rose essential oil is expensive. But if you could smell it and you make your whole house smell like that, now you can close your eyes and you're there. So act as if you have it. And so you're, you could walk around from each room to where you, you're going to have this glorious vase filled with flowers and you could close your eyes and you smell and you breathe in deep. And now you're smelling roses because of the diffuser. And you can imagine they're there. You're there smelling it. And you can, you can imagine they're touching your face and, and the petals are so soft against your skin. And we've talked about visualizations before, but when you act as if, and you smell as if, and then I wrote, um, sounds as if this is another one you can utilize music. So say every day you wake up and you pop on the local radio station. It's kind of like pop tunes and news and different things, but you know, in your future life, when you're very, very wealthy and you want to manifest your beautiful, glorious life, you know, in your mind, you're listening to the symphony. You're listening to jazz combos. You're listening to music that makes you feel wealthy. But then in your day-to-day -day life, you're turning on bubblegum pop. It's like, wait a minute, there's like a disconnect, right? So you have to also sound as if you smell as if you sound as if <laughs> you're rich, right? So, um, when you combine the smell and the sound, okay, what maybe if I was going to listen to, um, Django Reinhardt and Dave Brubeck, you know, in, in the classics, you know, the classic jazz, like amazing jazz and just, it, it, it sparks your brain in ways that you love. And then 
so you do that and then you put the rose essential oil and you do the timeline hopping from the bathroom and you're, you know, you're doing all of these things in combination and then you know how to act as if, but also feel emotionally as if as well. So, um, you say you're, uh, eating off broken old chipped plates or paper plates and you want to be wealthy. Well, what if you go buy a really nice plate? What if you just buy one, one place setting just for you so you can eat as if off of the plate that you want to eat. And what about the food that you eat? Okay. So, um, you want to eat as if, okay. So don't go to Taco Bell and come home and eat off the paper wrappers. If you want to be wealthy, how are you going to eat? Well, you can still go to Taco Bell if you want, but come home, throw away all the wrappers and put it on a plate that is a very, like buy a $5 plate. Maybe you can't afford a 12 place setting right now, but you can afford $5. You could afford the goblet, you know, say, or the wine glass or the really fancy schmancy glass. And you drink and eat as if, and also maybe do a higher quality food. You know, make your own tacos, make your own food, learn how to make your own dish. You know, don't eat, um, you know, macaroni and cheese out of the box thinking you want to be rich someday. If you want to create the visualization of eating healthy and good food, you know, make yourself a salad instead, make yourself whatever you think it, what rich people eat. So in my mind, if I were to do this, um, my favorite idea is, have you ever seen Gilmore girls where, um, the episodes where Rory lives with her grandparents while she's attending Yale or no, actually it's right when she's taking her gap year. And so she's living with her grandparents cause she's in a fight with her mom and she walks into, um, her, um, her uh, kitchen and her grandmother has had the maid serve her breakfast. And she says, I've had the maid serve your breakfast out here in the, in the pool house. Right. And she's like, like her whole life suddenly becomes very fancy and she has like bowls and plates of fruit and she's got croissants and she's got like pancakes and waffles and cereal and a pitcher of milk in a glass pitcher. Well, a glass pitcher only costs what a dollar or two, you know, at the, or a dollar, the dollar tree, you could get a glass pitcher and put your milk in it, you know, just for breakfast or whatever, or you get a smaller one, but you can eat as if you're already wealthy, right? You can get the fancy plate, the fancy cup. You could put a cup in a saucer. If that's what your idea of being wealthy is right. And act as if you're already there, but eat as if drink as if smell as if, and, and play the music from your rich life, <laughs> you know, or, you know, how, what were what would you eat for dinner? If you're going to eat, you know, serve a nice di- meal to the, the woman of your dreams or the man of your dreams, like this person is in your life. And are you going to just serve and talk about on a piece of paper the way you do now for yourself? Probably not. Right. Or whatever, you know, burgers on in the bag, like it's, elevate your life right now to the extent at which you can. And then you're going to elevate your life and that just raising the bar ever so slightly right now is going to raise the bar like big time in the long run. Okay. So if you, um, let's see, 
And also, so while you're doing all this, um, now I remember Abraham Hicks saying 17 seconds. If you can hold an emotion, a feeling that you want to continuously feel all the time in your future, if you hold that emotion now for a minimum of 17 seconds, that's all it takes for you to change everything. So combining that with this bathroom thing. Okay. This bathroom idea, the portal, you go into your portal, (laughs) you have a timeline portal in your house, baby. And some of you might have two or three timeline portals in your house. Just so you know, I mean, you might want to keep one of your bathrooms totally clean and that could be your, your timeline capsule. You just like pop in there anytime you need to, you need to uh, do something. But, um, so, okay. (laughs) Just like the, in the movie about time where they, they go into the closet, they literally walk into a wardrobe or a closet and they shut the door. It's got to be a dark place and nobody goes like a closet and they hold their hands and they, they force their will. And then they could go back into the, in the past to fix something. And then they go back to the future to see if what they fixed really worked. (laughs) It's one of my favorite movies of all time called about time, the time traveler's wife, that guy cannot control where he's going, but in about time, those guys can, it's very interesting. But anyway, um, now infinity on magnetize yourself channel on YouTube. She talks about um, spiritual stuff and mostly about twin flame stuff. And by the way, 1111 is a portal and you can use this portal to bring your twin flame to you. That's why I'm doing this uh, two days in advance, but, um, <laughs> or any time of course, but you can use all of these things. So if you were going to imagine that you're very wealthy and you've got your twin flame with you, what is life going to look like? Is it going to be, you know, popping a, a, a pop tart in the toaster as you run out the door, or is it going to be getting up a half hour earlier, making an effort and having a bowl of fruit and a stack of pancakes or waffles and eating off really nice dishes while you're, while you have the scent of roses in the distance and also the jazz. So do it now as if that person is there with you whether it's a soulmate or a twin flame you're seeking see or, or, or just only friends. Maybe you already have a relationship, but you want to have higher quality friends. So now you can, you know, instead of listening to the news, which drags you down energetically, you can actually, um, just have something, you know, on in the background that's talking about the kind of things you want to talk about with your friends. Like, elevate the conversation. If you live alone, you know, you can elevate the conversation by listening to a show on Gaia. If you want like Gaia.com they're, they're amazing. They've got awesome topics that are not going to drag you down energetically. So you can listen to that while you eat your high quality food. You're eating your fresh fruit in the morning and you're having your, you know, your whipped cream on your pancakes or whatever, whatever it is that you want to serve that, you know, that's, so much more elevated than just a pop tart or, or buttered toast and tea, you know, or whatever, do that with dinner, do that with all your, eat all your meals on a fresh, amazing, clean plate, the the very expensive plate. Even if you only have the one plate, just use that and imagine maybe you have six people or eight people in your mind. They're all eating off the same plates and you're having the high energy conversation, but also make sure you have 
you know, sound as if have the high vibrational conversation or music going, the high vibrational sense in the background, you'll pop out of the bathroom. You imagine you're very wealthy now and wealthy people don't worry. They don't worry at all. They're, they've got everything. They're happy. They're, they're no longer, they're no longer rushed. They're no longer in a hurry. They're no longer, they're filled with peace. They're no longer worried about gaining money. <laughs> they already have it. So you have to act as if, smell as if, eat as if, energetically fix everything in your surroundings as if. Now, what if you want to be younger? What if you're, you know, my age or 60 or 70 years old and you want to feel like you're younger? Well, what was, what did you listen to when you were, say, um, say when you were like 20, you're in college or, you know, or a teenager where, you know, like you want to look, you know, 25 years old again, what kind of music did you listen to when you're 25? Surround yourself with those, um, energies, you know, wear the colors you used to wear back then. Maybe, you know, you're an old person and you've got white hair. And so you're, you're going to wear white and gray now and, and, you know, pale pastel colors. But back then you used to wear wilder shirts, you know, like maybe used to wear hoodies and now you're wearing like, you know, jogging suits, but they're like velour or some shit, you know, and it's totally different than how you, you know, maybe used to wear hoodies or used to wear button up, nice button up shirts. And you'd wear them all the time. And maybe, so you need to go back to that style. You go back to that music you listen to and, um, you know, elevate your food. Of course, don't go back to, you know, eating junk food if that's how you were back then, but surround yourself with the energy and the vibration and the colors you used to wear, the sounds you used to hear, the scents you used to smell, you know, the things that, you know, so say you used to wear, um, um, Jacquard Noir say that was your jam back, you know, 30 years ago. Well, and you haven't smelled even what it smells like since then. Go back to that scent. Go back to all that. Do your Himalayan five rites and, and do your face yoga and do the things that are going to actually make you look younger, feel younger, be healthier, but and become physically younger because they will, but act as if you're younger, act the way you used to. Don't get out of a chair going, Oh, my back. Oh, I'm getting old. You know, <laughs> don't have that vibration. You know, I wake up and I go, Ooh, I want to dance. I want to put on music. Ooh, let, Ooh, baby, let's dance. I say to my cat, let's dance. And she'll come up to me when it's a song she likes and she'll ask me to pick her up and I will I'll pick her up and we'll hug each other and dance together. And she loves that. You know, we like, yeah. And, it, and, it, and it's like, for me, it's kind of a workout. I even spin in a circle with her really fast. She loves that because <laughs> that's part of the Himalayan five rights. You spin uh, clockwise and you're going to um, make all of your chakras line up. And I line up my cat's chakras as I line up my own. She loves it. Anyway, infinity on magnetize yourself. She says that Abraham Hicks says, if you can focus on the same image in your mind for your future for 68 seconds, then that is enough to manifest it in your world. Be grateful and thankful that it's already done. You manifest it for 68 seconds. Boom. One minute and eight seconds. That's all you need. So in order for you to pull in all this other stuff with the timeline hopping, when you're in your bathroom portal, do the 68 seconds thing, sit there and or not, or stand there, whatever, you know, right before you go back out of that door, before you open that door and leave, 
stand just on this side of that door inside the bathroom. And you're going to say, um, you know, so say, uh, one thing I did was I imagined and visualized I'm in my mansion and my, my sweetheart, my twin flame is with me and he's waiting for me and we're going to go do something together. And he just got there and he's waiting for me and we're going to, um, say hello. And then I'm going to get my coat and we're going to leave. So I have this image in my mind, right? So you can do something like this along the lines, like what's going to happen. Or maybe, you know, um, you imagine they're, they're in the living room waiting for you. So you're in the bathroom, you close your eyes, you have to keep your eyes closed because that helps you focus. And you imagine and visualize the thing that you want while you're in the bathroom. And then you say out loud, I am going to the timeline in which my twin flame. And if you know their name, you can say their name or you just be safe and say my twin flame or my soulmate. I'm going to be on the timeline in which my twin flame is going to be waiting for me in my kitchen that is perfectly clean and has all of the, you know, the marble on the walls and, and the fresh fruit in a bowl that just looks so inviting and it smells like roses. I've got roses everywhere and, and I'm going to walk in and my, my sweetheart is going to be standing there and he's going to be there with open arms and he's going to tell me I look beautiful today and I'm going to just walk right into his arms. And I imagine for 68 seconds that he's got his arms around me and he's sniffing my neck as we're hugging and I'm sniffing his hair and we're just hugging each other. And we start laughing because we know that we're so happy to be together and we cannot wait. We cannot wait for this joyful moment. This just an everyday moment. And we're going to have these moments every day for the rest of our lives. And our love is going to grow and grow and grow and grow. And I know this in this moment while I'm hugging him. So while I'm in the bathroom and I'm thinking, I'm going to go hug my honey and I have my eyes closed. And I know when I leave this bathroom, I'm going to go in there and, um, I'm going to hop onto the timeline in which this is going to happen right super fast as opposed to maybe in a few years we might meet no like this year within a year within six months i'm gonna be in the timeline within six months in which this is happening and that's what i'm thinking about it's gonna be right quick you know before next june and i'm in his arms and i'm hugging him and i'm so so happy and maybe at the same time i got the energy of the rose energy or whatever i'm thinking about and I have this, um, the music on in the other room, the music that I'd be playing when he shows up. And I might even in my kitchen have the food laid out that I'm going to eat with him. I go in my bathroom and I imagine visualize it. And then I hop right out there, right onto that timeline. That is the energy manifestation tool of the century right there. <laughs> if you can imagine, you know, hold that feeling, that emotion for 17 seconds of being in your honey's arms. And for 68 seconds, visualize everything about that scene and wear the clothes as if you're going to go meet your honey, make the food that you would serve your honey and surround yourself with all of these things. Okay. Um, so another, another manifestation tool is, uh, programming your dreams. And this is super, super easy. You could do all the things I've listed above, but set your intention right before you fall asleep. As soon as your head hits a pillow, 
intend whatever it is you want to manifest tomorrow. My friend's going to call me and take me out to lunch and we're going to have a really good time. And I already know the salad I'm going to order. I'm going to have iced tea with it, with my little sweet and low packet. I'm going to do it all. And I know exactly what I'm going to eat. Imagine, visualize that, set the intention that you're going to get a call first thing in the morning. It's going to be somebody calling you to take you out to lunch or whatever you want, or, you know, bigger goals, like, you know, buying a house or a car or smaller things, you know, it could be anything. I set the intention that by the end of the month, I'm going to make this sales goal, whatever it is. And imagine the emotion of having it already for 17 seconds and visualize it for 68 seconds and sit there, um, and set that intention, lay down in your bed, right when your face hits pillow and, and right before sleep. And in the morning, you're probably gonna have a venting dream that you don't have it because boom, your subconscious mind is venting the idea of you not having it right on out the door. Cause you just manifested that baby. <laughs> That's how, you know, you've programmed your dreams correctly. You program your dreams every night. And eventually you start having those venting dreams that you don't have that because you're venting it out. That's your subconscious taking the garbage out. So don't worry about it if you have venting dreams. Um, and like I said, hook your, hook yourself up to, uh, or align all of your chakras together. And this is a fun one really quick. We only have a few more minutes, but hook yourself up to a star. Who are you when you are at your highest peak? You're shining so bright. You're brilliant. Like a star. Imagine yourself in the future with everything you want already done and align your chakras to that person. What does their heart feel like? Feel it and feel it in your own heart. Feel it in your first, second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, and seventh chakra. What do they feel like? that and allow yourself to feel like that hop into your bathroom, put all that together and hop on out after 68 seconds, feel that feeling for 17 seconds and imagine and visualize it for 68 seconds and bada boom, bada bing. So high hop yourself up to the higher timeline. You, the higher self, your future self that has already got it all because you just figured that shit out today and you're on your way now and you figured it out. And that is the manifestation tool of the century right there. And I probably should have done this in a workshop and charged $200, but <laughs> you just got it for free, baby. Anyway, feel free to send me, um, a donation. I do accept donations. So, um, <laughs> and I gladly and happily, um, accept your donations. And, um, if you can't donate, just send me, um, love and light <laughs> and pray for me. Like I pray for all of you. I want you to know that I love you very much. I'm glad we're on this spiritual journey together with its ebbs and its flows. And I hope that, um, we will continue this journey for many years to come. I love each and every one of you. I love you. And I hope that you can manifest your perfect dream life using these tools. And if you do let me know, <laughs> write me at mermaid girl, 888 on Instagram and tell me all about it. And I will share your success. Um, with the group, <laughs> with the world, you know, uh, so we can encourage other people as well. 
So, okay, that's it. Um, that's all she wrote for tonight. And by she, I mean me. And tomorrow I will be back with all unique and original programming, just like always. I'll be back tomorrow with some channeling. I don't know exactly who I will channel, but it's going to be good. It always is. It's always surprising even to me. So that's it. (laughs) Um, that's, that's all for now. I'm signing off with peace and joy and the high vibes of the Holy fifth dimension until next time, guys, peace. guys, I've been making episodes of Metaphysical Soul Speak, the podcast, for a while now, and many of you have contacted me wondering just how you can support me and my podcast. Well, I have two solutions for this question. Number one is to become a listener supporter in which you go to the Anchor app, locate my channel, and sign up anywhere from 99 cents to $9.99 monthly, and you can stop anytime. Or number two is to make a one-time donation of any amount via Zelle, bank to bank, or through PayPal using my email, mermaidgirl888 at gmail.com, also located in the show description. Now with this option, you aren't uh, obligated monthly in any way, and you're also not limited. Thank you all so much in advance for your support. Let's keep metaphysical soul speak on the air and onward and upward to the fifth dimension together, guys. Thank you.